to Jesus. You know, one of these, uh, there's this fellow that works with us up here in America. <clears throat> he's an American, forgive him, Holy Ghost. And uh, he's a good guy. He just was tired of, he's just a normal guy. Actually, he, had a, he was an entrepreneur. He had several businesses and blah, blah, blah. He was very successful, doing real good. And he just, man, he just got turned on to God. He came down to our work and got whooped. And, and it, it wasn't my fault. Work, work, our work's a big machine. You either run with it or it'll get you. Uh, and he's, he just couldn't get away from it, though. He tried. He, man, he, up there where he's from in, uh, in New York, we, up in upstate New York, we was there. They invited us up there. Went up there and did a conference, pulled together. I don't know how many churches. Man, the place was just jammed upstairs, the whole downstairs. It was just, it was nice. And from there, the Holy Ghost touched him, and he moved to Florida, moved his Stole this business, started another one. Guy's just a mover, boy. And then he sold his business, and uh, now he's working full-time in the ministry with us. Uh, we took him in and brought him down, and I worked for a few months and just really ground on him a little bit. And then now he's over there working. And uh, the thing about it is he, he, he just went through, I need to tell you this because you need to hear it. He went through a serious problem just a few days ago. He was, uh, now, see, it does matter who you know. Isn't that so? Because <laughs> it does matter. It does. It makes a difference. This character, I didn't know. He never told me. He was, he's, uh, his son got this thing called, uh, 12-year-old boy loves Jesus, but he got a hold of this thing called, uh, Melanoma, something like that. It's a, it's a devil from hell. Regardless of what you call it, I know his real name. And so, anyway, uh, he never told me about it. Uh, and he was trying to fight it, and which that's very admirable. There's times you need reinforcements. And you need troops. And you need people who's got backbone and guts that won't let you down in the trenches. They won't try to find out what's wrong with you, but they'll know what's wrong with the demon and attack it. <laughs> Wall sword. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Anyway, he got off that jet. We had this big opening of our ranch back in February, a big fancy hoopla thing. And he's one of our churches up here, so that we invite, I invite all pastors from here up down there in the same, at least in the same uh, continent. And so he came, and uh, when he got there, I, he, he was not the same fella. Uh, he, when he got out of the truck, I was up on the platform up there worshiping God. And when he got there, his shoulders were drooped. He was, he was, his countenance, he had seen Goliath. <laughs> And for the first time in his life, his intelligence and his abilities couldn't get him out of it. How about that? And, and, it, and so his countenance had fallen because Goliath is a very, fairly good opposition. And so he walked. He walked in. I just got. I just walked. I just kept my eyes straight on him. Walked right down off the platform. I had five, six hundred of our pastors there, and I just got and leaders got down off the platform. Walked right over to him. Grabbed him. What's bothering you, boy? 
That's my job. I'm an encourager. <laughs> he said, well, Brother David, he said, my son's dying. I said, oh, no, we can't live with that. That's not God. That's a demon. He never even told me what was wrong, but it was that's irrelevant. What's wrong? What's right is Jesus. I said, you hold that thought a minute, my brother. I went and gathered up a few warlords of the Holy Ghost. You, come here, you, come here, you, come here, you, 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 come here, I got a job, come here. We gathered around this guy. I think I got about, I don't know, 25 or 30 of my favorite champions. And we gathered around him, and he's just standing there, he's just because he's, he's hurt. He needs me. <laughs> Feels good to be needed, but I don't need him to hurt like that. And so I just told the brothers, I said, his son's dying. They all, every one of them told me, not today. That's my favorite saying. <laughs> not today, because that great Holy Ghost, this ain't God. Great Holy Ghost going to change the situation. Isn't that right? <laughs> I think I'm going to mess with y'all a little bit. I've been messing with y'all, but tonight is special mess with you tonight. <laughs> We opened up this morning. Y'all worked me hard. And I don't mind. I'm a good old workhorse. I put me up wet and hungry. I don't care. I do, it don't. It really don't matter to me. I don't care. What matters is to me, Jesus. Because the time's going to come when you're going to try to remember what that nut's name was. Stand up there looking at you that said, Jesus is your answer for every situation. And you're going to try to remember. And you're going to ask Pastor, what's his name? Oh, I need help. Can I call him? Hard to get to me. I don't let people into me anymore. I used to, everybody, and then they, I got knives so many times I cut that out, it don't feel good no more. So now I'll just let you die. Wait a minute. That's not Christian. Well, why don't you jump up and do something about it? Why have I got to be responsible for everybody? Why can't you get a backbone and some guts? Come out of me. That great Holy Ghost is just powerful in you as he is in me. That great Holy Ghost loves you just like he does me. And you can have him. He wants you. He loves you. He desires you. You are his chosen. I can read that to you from the Genesis straight on to the end. You are chosen, handpicked by the Holy Ghost. You know that song? Well, you're important. So am I. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait to tell you some of these stories. I'm, uh, I'm just bubbling. <laughs> the look on y'all faces, I think, if I had the money, I'd give you. It's worth a million dollars sometimes. It's <laughs> just amazing. But this guy here, he, uh, they told me the name of it was melanoma, and I understand that it's incurable and it's very deadly and so, oh no no I understand all that my mind has captured that knowledge but it also has captured the knowledge of the go the glory of God yes. it also has captured the knowledge that now salvation has come yes. now power and healing and deliverance is ours yes. now right now Jesus 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 
Revelations 12. I just feel like this is probably God for me to talk to you all about. We laid our hands on him. Me and the elders did. We threw all, all over him, covered him up more. I know y'all probably noticed how I like to put all on me and just watch y'all's hairdos just disintegrate. <laughs> Spend so much time on it just so I can put that all on there and just watch it melt. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Jesus. See, I've figured out ways to mess with you a lot. Come on, Holy Ghost. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I steady sit and think. I travel all over the place. I drive most of the place because I enjoy the time. The kids are sleeping or doing school in the van, and I, I drive. And we're in Mexico. It's the same. I drive all over. I drive real big, nice four-wheel drive. God bless me with a good one. Ride a XR 600R Honda off-road. Right now, it's the best there is. Seems like there are a couple of other people developing a new one, and I can't wait for it to come out. <laughs> Lighter and more powerful. Oh. Good technology. Keep working, y'all. Keep working. <laughs> You're working for me. <laughs> I have you in my employ. Holy Ghost is on you for it. Come on, Jesus. The Holy Ghost hit this fella. This was at the very beginning of our little three-day deal. Blew him away. <clears throat> See, because he is, he's got all these on paper doctor reports of how soon his son's going to die. And exactly the different stages and how it's going to happen and what's going to go on. And at the bottom it says we can, we can slow it down, but we can't stop it. That's puny. What kind of help is that? You want me to spend $50,000 for you to slow down death? I don't get it. What about somebody that died on the cross for free and says, hey, you come and bow to me and I'll give it to you free. That sounds a little bit better to me. Jesus. That guy was useless for the next three days. The Holy Ghost belted him. <laughs> Just belted him right in the snout. I mean, put it on him. Every time I looked at him, he was groveling on the floor. His pretty American nice little yuppie preppy t-shirt was just ground with dirt. And his nice little khaki britches were just all different colored brown from the dirt of the engine. Because I had swept that floor and washed it in concrete, you know. But they come in there and they don't know you're supposed to wipe you. Deep. They live in a dirt house, for heaven's sake. And I don't have any signs up that says, Wop your feet. If I did, I'd put it in English so the visitors, American visitors, would sit over there. And it, the brothers would think this part chicken or something. <laughs> now, that's an idea, Miss Hogan. <clears throat> I think I need to bring it up in our next business meeting. Put signs up in English and... You have the Americans and other districts that come and see them signs. <laughs> All the Indians go, why are they they're scratching like a chicken over there? <laughs> oh, well, let's get out of that. Okay, so anything I can do to make y'all look funny, I'm going to do it. Oh, Jesus. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost.
But while he was down on that floor that third evening, because <laughs> our services start at 7 in the morning, we're not like y'all. Y'all have y'all's agenda, and you keep it. That's fine with me. My agenda is Jesus. And uh, so we start at 7 in the morning. We pray for an hour. Then we start singing worshiping God, and things rock and roll and go on and go on and on. And then about midnight, I get slapped tired, so I go home and leave them, and they stay up all night. They do that every day. I just can't hang with them. They tougher than I am. And so I go home. And in the morning, I'm back out there at 6.30. And third day, same thing. This third day, this guy got knocked flip. I mean, he was on the dirt. Dirt was all over it. I'm not kidding. And it was Indian. And after three days, you know, of dancing and getting knocked down and rolling, dirt's ground up to a powder. And while he was down there, the Holy Ghost spoke to this guy. Scoop up a little handful of that dirt, because it represents 300-something Indian churches, the anointing of all these men of God. So you want five-star Hilton, T-bone steaks, if you can get it like that, that's acceptable. But most of the time I found it's in the dirt where God speaks to my people. So he gathered up a little bitty pile, a little bitty handful of dirt, put it in a little Ziploc. And this guy's drunk. We all watched it. He just looks stupid, you know. <laughs> he's just drunk. And he's got this little powder in his hands, putting it in a Ziploc. I mean, nobody knows what he's doing. <laughs> what the Holy Ghost told him to do was go up there and buy some of that, some of that anointing oil, what y'all all use, uh, that uh, y'all have to have this pure, they write down on there from Israel or something like that, so you'll think it's real. And they got it down there out of South Florida somewhere or over there in one of those desert states. They grow lots of olives out there. I've been out there a lot. And that's where they got it. They just put it, it was made there to fool you. So you buy it, thinking it's something special. Something special is Jesus. The old spooky superstitious thing you <laughs> see y'all need see y'all need to pray for me that I'll be more spooky so I can get along with you better. So if I was more, you know, spooky, I, I would get along with you better. Yeah, y'all like that a lot. Ooh. And, so he took that stuff and he went home. Oh, boy, I just mess with y'all, don't I? Just continually. It's very healthy for you. So he went home, he dumped that that little bit, just a little bit, old bit of dirt in this oil. Okay? Y'all understand oil? Yeah. Oil. Okay. Put it all, shook it all up. Now you got dirty olive oil. <laughs> so he gets up there. It's his first day back. His little church is growing all. It's doing great. It's doing good, actually. They got three of them started down there in Florida now. And so... <clears throat> he's got all his little people in there, and they had brought these people in on stretchers, on these uh, gurneys and things. He's got wheels that roll from the hospitals. It's got all this cancer. Well, his boys are dying too. So there's these four people. He walked over there with that oil because the Holy Ghost told him to do it. He dumped that oil on them, on them people. Put the lid on it, set it down over there, dirty oil. Be healed. That's all he said because that's all we told him to say. I mean, what else, what you got to talk up? If, if you got it, you ain't got to talk. 
I don't mean that. I mean, if you got it, you, I mean, you don't have to talk if you got it. I mean, just say be healed, and you, you are. Well, he went back. His son didn't change. Had some growth, some things stayed on him. So he went to the doctor and told the doctor, said, now, we're going to have to do some more tests. The doctor said, there ain't no more tests. He said, oh, yes, there is. You don't understand. My son is healed. That doctor said, look, you, you know, emotionally, and I realize you went on a trip, and, you know, I believe y'all trying to believe God. I, but you got to understand that I know this stuff is a killer, and it is. By his knowledge, he's telling the truth. And what he's seen, so you can't blame him. Don't. Don't get mad at them people. But they're just wrong. But don't, don't, don't get mad at them. It, for the knowledge they've got, they're doing as good as they can. Promise you. Till God illuminates more, you're going to have to live with that. So, the doctor, just to appease the guy, because he's, like I say, he's aggressive. He's, he used to be an entrepreneur and, you know, made lots of money. So he's an aggressive type individual. And it's the doctor, and the doctor comes back, he's shaking his head, he says, something's wrong. We've got to put this boy in the hospital. He said, well, why, what's the matter? He said, because all these reports are reading nominal now. In other words, he's doing better. And that's, that's just not possible. And I, I don't want y'all to get excited for nothing. He said, I've got to check this boy out. So they took him in. And while the boy was in the hospital bed, them melanomas fell off on the bed. Boom, boom. And he was here. And then I, come on, Jesus. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. So anyway, he's pretty happy. And he's very thankful. He's very gracious to me. <laughs> yeah, boy, he said, whenever I heard you speaking and all the aggression you got, he said, I never knew I'd need it. I said, I know. Problem is, you do every now and then. You do need that kind of aggression. That's why you got to stay, I have to stay tacked up all the time so that when I dump the clutch, I have use of all the horsepower at one time. <laughs> so I just keep things tacked up all the time. That's right. That's very necessary. Y'all in Revelations yet? Did I tell y'all to go there or not? A uh, long time ago? Revelations 12. Who can tell me what verse we're going to look at? I'm pretty sure y'all know. We're going to jump up to 9. That was a huge dragon cast down. I'm reading out of Amplified to get a few more adjectives and adverbs over here. There was this huge dragon cast down and out. See, don't let him in. Because when God threw him down, he threw him out. Understand? All right. The age-old serpent who is called the devil, Satan, he is a seducer, deceiver of all humanity. The world over. He was forced out and down to the earth, and his angels were flung out along with him. Then I heard a strong, loud voice in heaven saying, Now, not tomorrow and isn't yesterday. Every time I read this, it's now. Now, it's right now. Now, it has come. What is it that's come? Whatever you're looking for, honey. Whatever you need, it's here. Do you understand? Jesus. I think I'm going to mess with y'all on a, on a creative miracle a little bit. This is my favorite story of, on the creation miracles. We have a whole slug of creation miracles. And to me, this is my favorite because it had to do with a little toddler girl 
And I just have to tell you, this is an amazing story. But I just want to tell you if it's all right. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Power. Look at this. Salvation, power, kingdom, <clears throat> the dominion, the reign of our God, the power of His sovereignty, the authority, His Christ, the Messiah. Check all that out. For the accuser of our brethren, who, he who keeps bringing before our God charges, day and night he's been cast out. He's not there anymore. Apologize to you. God don't listen to him like he does me and you. He listens to us. Okay? Now, put your finger right there because we're going to come back in a minute. And I want you to go to John chapter 1. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. <clears throat> I apologize. My voice is crackly. That's just the way it is after 20-something years, 25 years of preaching. Wish I was one of them smooth radio announcer type people. Just not. Verse 5. Because see, I went in this village because I like to go to these places where the gospel has never been preached. Y'all like to be comfortable and go places where you know what's going to happen. I'm comfortable with change. <laughs> I like it. When the situation gets aggressive, I start feeling better. Maybe something's wrong with that. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm the normal one. Could be you. There's so many of y'all. Could be I'm right and you're wrong. I never submit to the authority, to the majority. I always submit to Jesus. Majority don't rule. Jesus does. Holy Ghost. <coughs> People wonder about me and that when I say statements like that, then I must be some kind of rebel. No, I have a very effective presbytery over me. They're men of God, seasoned, well-ordered, large churches, small churches. They're good guys. I'll submit to them. They could call me right now. If you get a message, I'd leave this pulpit if they told me to. How about that? But there's a difference in submission to a spiritual authority than backing away from a fight from a demon. In it. Holy Ghost. I believe one of the reasons we're so powerful is because of our ability to submit. We were talking about leadership just a little bit earlier in, in the office. And I, I believe that the best leader is the guy that knows how to follow the best. Amen. It's not technique. It's ability to submit. Jesus. Light shines on in darkness. Darkness, here we go. Now, this is a problem for you. Darkness has never overpowered it, the light. It has never put it out. It has never absorbed it. It has never appropriated it. And is unreceptive to it. You know something? You can't mix the two. 
It's just ain't possible. I may not be as brightly shining as you are, but I'm in a darker place than you are. That makes me shine brighter. There, there are so many large areas, of cities, and places where I, where I could live that are less volatile. <clears throat> but I looked around inside our work and found the largest city with the most problems, the most witchcraft, the most religion, and the most demonic politics, and that's where we moved. Are you a glutton for punishment? Yeah. I enjoy gluttoning the demons. I, I just tell you, it's wonderful. Do you know that when I'm there and Jesus is with me, we're winners? I don't need a whole bunch of people to make me happy. I'm all right with that. I my, I, actually, I do like being around people that think that walk and want something to do with Jesus. I, that's fun. But I don't need it to survive. I need the Holy Ghost to survive. See, we went in this village and I showed these movies about the life of Christ. We do that for free. The whole village comes. And several other villages, they'll walk and walk because they've never seen a video, ever. And so I show them these things about Jesus. It goes, goes right from the, from, the, uh, from the prophecy straight on through the birth, right through the miracles, right straight on through to the death and then the burial and the resurrection and the power and the ascension and all. Shows it all. Boy, those people just... Oh, it's power. Well, during the week, <clears throat> that week, we had 80 people. Now, this is a place that has never had the gospel. And for them to walk out in front of their neighbors and get born again, because I don't have everybody bow their head and just put up one finger so I can only one can see it. <laughs> I'm not one of them kind of fellas. I'm, you got courage, the Holy Ghost, come on you. You walk up here boldly and proclaim that Jesus is Lord. That's the kind of fellow I am. I, I believe it's right. The other guys believe the other things right. I don't care. Hey, we'll get in heaven one day and see. And <laughs> so we're sitting there, you know, and a whole week, and I have slept in the village. I have eaten the food. I've slept with the bugs, and the crickets, the snakes, the tarantulas, the scorpions. Um, what's them biting things? Them uh, fleas. Oh, and I've lost several nights sleep in a row and I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. Last night, I'm very victorious. We started the church. We've got 80 people saved. I feel very good about it. It's way out. It's a spear point. There was no gospel in the area and we took a chance and went way out deep in the, into the zone and God blessed us. Zone means nothing to you. But in the area, there's an army of 5,000 standing communist regulars in Mexico. They're all armed. You don't know that kind of stuff. You don't care either. Look how far you are from Mexican border. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Holy Ghost. You're wonderful, Holy Ghost. You're a wind blowing from heaven. Jesus. So, I was packing up my junk. We was through. I'm really tired. It's late. And it makes me aggressive. <laughs> so I'm throwing my junk in the truck. And this little old grandma, boy, if she wouldn't have been a grandma, we'd have had ourselves a mess probably. <laughs> but just because I was taught 
take care of grandma's. I didn't hurt her feelings too bad. <laughs> she said, I've been watching you all week. I said, that's good, Granny. That's good. I just kept loading my junk. I'm out of here, buddy. She said, look, I need, to, I need to talk to you. I said, look, I've been here a week. I'm tired. I'm very hungry. It's three hours through terrorist terrain at night to get to my family. I ain't interested in talking to you. I've been here a week. She said, well, look, I got this problem. I said, you know what? Everybody's got a problem. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I sit under that tree in a hammock for a couple of days and wouldn't nobody talk to me. Now you want to talk all night. And I'm tired and hungry. Yeah, I wish I was as spiritual as you. I probably wouldn't have got myself in so much trouble over life. The only problem is you ain't never been out there before because I've looked for you. <laughs> so they have to put up with me and how I am. Jesus. Boy, you think a lot of yourself. No, 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 no. Look, get over that. Get over that. I think a lot of Jesus. And I do think a little bit about my time when I've done my job and I've put my million hours in in one week and I'm ready to go home. I'm just a human and I do apologize about that. I just, a week in a row, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. She said, look, Brother David, she said, look, I really don't mean to cause you any problems. I said, well, don't. Don't. I'm out of here. But you got to understand, I really didn't know who she was. And after I found out, I didn't care. I still don't. But it does matter what she, how she responded to me. She said, I need you. As far as I can tell, I've watched you. As far as I can see, and this lady was super intelligent. And I didn't, she had been in our country here in America, over in Europe, in South America. She'd been all over the world trying to get her granddaughter healed. You know that something? And I didn't know that when I left that town, for the next hour, I was driving on her land. The lady was a multi, multi-millionaire by our standards. I didn't know it. She looked like a little old grandma to me. It's a good thing that's how I think. Or else I don't think I'd make it very far. If I could be affected by people, I might be in trouble. But I'm over that. And so this little granny, she, she said, look, my grandbaby, need, I need you. I have watched you. I really believe you believe what you're saying. I said, wait, wait, wait. Lady, of course I believe. Like I'm going to come down here, uproot my family, quit my job when I'm doing, making lots of money, and I'm going to come out in these woods and look you in the face and tell you some stupid lie. Oh, you've got to give me more credit than that. Same thing here. Well, I'm going to come up here. I need a little bit more credit than that. Oh, man. God help y'all. And so um, she says to me, look, my grandbaby's dying. There ain't nobody can heal her. I said, that's not true. I've been telling you all week there's somebody that can. And you just now going to talk to me whenever I'm in this kind of an attitude and characteristic. Because it is a character with me. <laughs> and she says, But Brother David, I want you to look me right in the face, as aggressive as you are, 
and tell me one more time I said yes it don't matter what the name of the demon is on your granddaughter if Jesus I took my Bible threw it on the ground and took and stomped it back I said if he can't do it I'm through with it she said that's what I wanted to see she said how do I get born again so I picked my Bible up dusted it off read a few verses to her I led her to Jesus. It was pretty nice. Then I said, now, now tell me what's wrong with this granddaughter. granddaughter. Now, she said, well, she went through this long story. I said, look, I don't want the whole story. What's wrong with the grandbaby? All right. She was born with deficiencies. I said, okay, that's fine. Okay. She was born with dysentery. Four years old. I've had her everywhere. Can't get her cured. I said, okay. No problem. She's born with a fever. They can't tell us because the mother didn't have the fever. Just the child in. Okay. I got it. But there's something else. That's enough. But if I'd have listened. But I don't. Very much. Because she said to me, listen to me. My granddaughter's got... I said, listen to me, Grandma. I'm tired of messing with you. I'm going to lay hands on you, and I read a few verses, and God is going to heal your baby. She said, all right, Brother David, what do I do? I said, you done done all you got to do. You got me really mad. <laughs> That's all you got to do. I'm really tacked up here. And so I read those verses. We laid hands on her in Jesus' name. She bit the dirt. While she was out, I got in my truck and left. Boom. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know y'all wouldn't have done that. I know that. But you see, I don't, y'all, I don't know what you do because you don't do nothing. But you know how to do everything. At least you have an opinion on what everything is anyway. And I don't mind that, having an opinion, I, but I do mind you not doing anything. we got to go for Jesus. Amen. Right. Holy Ghost. Even to get y'all, and it's not my fault. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Grandma gets up and she walks to her house. And when she walked in the door, dun, 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 dun. Nancy... I love Nancy. I really honestly love Nancy. She's one of my great-granddaughters in the faith. Jesus. Her, my, her, great, her, her grandma is my daughter in the faith. Nancy is my granddaughter in the faith. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so here's what happened. Nancy looked straight at grandma and said, Tengo hambre. Quiero frijoles tortillas, por favor, abuelita. I'm hungry. I want some beans and tortillas, Grandma. Grandma said, because she just walked in. She said, okay. So she went in the kitchen, fixed her little plate, brought it in there, sat there. First time in her life, she watched Nancy eat those beans and tortillas. First time. Because everything else was just broth that kept her alive. Since they winged her from, from Mama's breast, everything else was broth. Okay? 
The fever in the dysentery left her instantly. She's gone. She had an insatiable appetite because Jesus healed her. All right. But that wasn't all that was wrong with Nancy. Jesus, let me read something to you. Oh, John chapter 1 and verse 5, the light shines. Hello. I'm a light. And I'm filled with the holy light, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> See, look at verse 4. Jesus, Him, God, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines on in the darkness. you got to realize the your utopia atmosphere, it's not going to happen here. It's just not going to happen. I apologize to you. It's just not going to happen. And I wish I could produce it for you. I just can't. we got to walk as lights in darkness. Amen. And we got to sh shine the trail... And the trail's got to give other men light so they can come to Jesus. See? And the devil, the darkness, cannot defeat it. I'm on you like a duck on a June bug. You, you, got, to, you got to understand something. That Holy Ghost is to get you. <laughs> I'm serious. I have got fire all over me up here. <laughs> My hair is just wiggling. Like if I had a toupee on or something. Man, oh man. <laughs> Holy Ghost. A few days later, I went to this village to preach. Like I'm, I do that every day. But when I walked up into this one, the place is like a kicked over beehive, you know. I mean, it's just alive. And I'm, wow, wonder what's going on. And what's going on is simple. Jesus. That's what's going on. Jesus. Because you see, Nancy was there and I didn't know it. Grandma was there. Didn't know that. Pastor finally comes out. I'm excited. Man. Why is everybody so buzzy? What's going on here? He said, I guess you hadn't heard. I said, no. Could you please enlighten me? I'm the last one to find out this stuff. He said, sure. God moved. I said, oh, okay. No problem. <laughs> Jesus. I'm the one taught him it's my own fault. Holy Ghost. So I learned a long time ago, just give out enough information. Don't ever give more than you're asked. Stay alive longer that way where I live. <laughs> Jesus. So you people try to prove your innocence. There's no need for that. Jesus will take care of it for you. He will vindicate you. Regardless. If you are right, chill out. Relax. Take a peace pill. Jesus is with you. No problem. He's going to vindicate you. Hallelujah. And so I'm sitting there. And then he walks over to me. He went and got this little baby. He said, this is Nancy. I said, oh, how you doing, Nancy? 
I had no idea who she was. Third day, after we prayed for Grandma, Nancy, it's in the morning time, Nancy walks in, tapped Grandma on the shoulders, woke her up. Abuelita, tengo hambre. Grandma, I'm hungry. I'll tell you, when you get healed, you get hungry. And she said, okay, now. And her eyes got big. She looked, how'd you get in here? I walked in here, Grandma. Yeah, but that's not possible, Nancy. Just remember, it is Jesus healed me. See, what you don't understand is, and I'm finna tell you, creation miracles are wonderful. Because you see, Nancy was born without bones in both of her legs from the hips down. And the Holy Ghost grew in Nancy brand new bones. I stood on down. Come on. Holy Ghost power. <laughs> See what's wrong with me? Are y'all catching on after all these things I'm telling you? Like, it's just got me, man. I mean, it's just got a hold of me. I mean, this light thing has got me. I mean, this great Holy Ghost power is just amazing. Jesus. <laughs> Ask any devil. They'll tell you. I'm the other kid. Your favorite pet demons. They know. Ask them. Jesus. Jesus. But look at this. For the darkness has never overpowered the light. It had never put the light out. It's never absorbed the light. It's never appropriated the light. It's never... It's unreceptivity to the light. Look at verse 12. But as many, two as many, two as many, that's me. Two as many, that's me. I'm a many. I'm one of the many. I don't put myself anywhere except at the feet of Jesus. People tell lots of things about me and say all sorts of pretty stuff. My opinion of me is I love Jesus. <laughs> as simple as it gets and it says as many as did receive and welcome him see he's my friend and I'm fixing to tell you just how much in right now holy ghost you're wonderful great holy ghost a wind blowing <sighs> man come on man I feel it shate <laughs> Oh, my, Mrs. Hogan. She's a really tough one this time. He gave the authority. Jesus gave me authority. Jesus gave me the power. Jesus gave me the privilege. Jesus gave me the right to become the children of God. That is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on His name. That's what I do. I believe in Him. I adhere to His name. I rely on it. I trust Him. He's trustworthy. Holy Ghost. See, I was down in this country. I'm not going to tell you very many details about it. We still have a running problem with demons. But I was down in this country, you see. Jesus. And we had these sissies. We call them terrorists.
I'm supposed to be afraid of them because they rape women and take babies by their feet and bust their head on oak trees. So I fear that guy. I disdain that demon. Jesus. See why I stay in trouble? Because I have an attitude with that. I have a problem with sissies. Jesus. Revelations. Chapter 12 again. Holy Ghost. Jesus. Power. Ability. Strength. They attacked one of our villages, the village where we have church. And one of the sisters, trying to get, trying not to get her head lopped off, threw her arm up. The guy comes down with a machete, lopped her arm off. She grabbed the arm, fell on the ground. She's holding the arm and bleeding all, everywhere. And you know they did what they gonna do in the village, and they left. Lots of hurt, wounded. Cities of demons. So you make your judgments by somebody else's manipulation. How about that? <laughs> I'm not a politician. But I sure should be, maybe. <laughs> Jesus, because I tell you, I have an attitude about that. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I don't care who's financing it. It's wrong. You don't rape women and kill babies. That is not part of the plan. You have to deal with me, that's your business. I can live with that. But you leave them alone. I, I, I just can't live with anything else. Holy Ghost. Makes me aggressive. Can you feel it? I, you can feel, I know you can. All right. So, uh, and it ain't gonna get any lighter. I can promise you. We gonna get serious now. It's time. How much can y'all take? I ain't gonna give it all. I give some of it because it's deep. Now it gets heavy. Now here we go. So they sent word out through the lines. The lines mean there's a there's a there's a line of forces. Uh, where they're taking the territory from this country and then you got a little bit of land and there's another line of regular army. And who's right and wrong? I don't know. Both sides do the same stuff. I, I don't know. I, I'm there to preach Jesus to Indians, not make decisions on politics. So I stay out of it until you start killing my brothers and sisters and then we got problems. Now the Holy Ghost is going to get you for that. Jesus. And so, uh, Jesus. Come on, Holy Ghost. I ain't going to tell you. I ain't going to tell you that part. Uh, nope. Make me too rowdy. I'm not going to do it. Scare you too much. Jesus. So they sent word to us and we, please come. Sister's got her arm lopped off. Blah, blah. Search her village. But I told her, I, I'm in charge of the work, but I'm not the guy that's there every day, every day doing the job. I, I'm visiting for three months and I'm going to another part of our work for three months another part of our work just rolling through you know like that's what I do for a living and so uh, he says we got to go brother David I said okay man no problem I'm with you he said you realize it's behind the lines I said I said I'm with you didn't I so three of us decided to go I'm on my XR600 Honda one of them's on a 500 and a Yamaha another one's on a, a 250 uh, Honda where we go long ways out there finally made it to the regular army and uh, they checked us out advised us not to go through that's right that is correct that is logical all right that is the, the, that was sound advice
from those guys, especially being Americans. That was sound advice. And, <clears throat> but it was just not part of God's agenda for us. And so we had to make a decision uh, because our own government had, had, had given us advisories and we were taking our lives in our own hands, just be, actually just being in the country. So uh, that's just the way it is where I live. And so uh, but we just made a decision that that lady, the need overrode the disturbance. All right, now, I do, like you, hold myself, I do hold my, my life valuable. I, I don't want to just trash it for no reason. But there was this fella came, see, and he, they stripped him, beat him, spat upon him, cursed him, reviled him, ripped the flesh off, tore his beard off, and hung him on a tree. And when he, when he, <laughs> ah! when he looked down off that cross and said, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, he was looking at me. You got that? Okay, so I believe that, see. I believe he forgave me. You understand? All right. Well, that power of that forgiveness drives me like a mad machine. Everything you're healing, hearing, and feeling, and all these things, these pressures I'm putting on you, is because I believe what I just told you. And it drives me in, uh, to help other people. See? And so we decided we got to go in. So we told them, thank you, we'll be back at a certain, certain time. Please don't shoot us when we come driving up. And so they said, we'll be on duty and we'll try to look for you guys. In Jesus' name, I said, you will. So we took off. Problem is, the XR250 messed up on us. Lost the man. It, the, the mechanics went out. Boom. So me and another guy, he's on that 500, I'm on the 600, and we, we decided to keep going. No problem. Boom. They would come up on this hill. It's uh, y'all would call it a mountain. It, it, it actually, yes, it is. It's eight thousand feet, and it's. Uh, but we was up about probably six thousand when we started the ascent. It's, uh, it's one of the steepest pulls I've ever made on a on a motorcycle. The only way I could stop the front from coming over was stand up on the pegs and lean down and hold on to the yeah. cowling and turn the other turn the thing on. And my my weight kept it from going backwards, and I made it. God helped me. He's given me ability. It's a, it's a talent. And uh, you, some of y'all bury y'all's talents. I try to ride mine out. <laughs> and we got up on the top, and that Yamaha messed up on us. He just died. And he looked at me and said, Brother David, I said, uh, I can't hear. I can't hear. He said, yes, you can. I said, I can't hear. He said, I need you to go on. I said, listen to me, son. I don't hear you. i got to send you back through that zone by yourself because now we're behind the lines of the bad guys, right? And uh, you got to go by yourself through that zone. It's daylight, but he said, Brother Dave, listen to me. You're the one that's trained me. You have taught me. I need you to go. I said, son, I don't even know where the village is. I don't know these brothers very. I've only seen the pastor at a conference we had. He said, Brother David, I officially ask you to take my place. I said, no problem, my brother. That I can do. Because I believe in something called a covenant. And if I thank you, my brother, 
I can gladly give it up for you. How about that? That I know. You talk covenant language with me, we'll be fine. You talk futile garbage with me, we won't do all right. <laughs> I just, uh, I, actually, I got mad at him. But, it, but I, even though he was right, I was still mad because of the fear. And uh, all the attacks of the demons. Because I don't know where I'm going. I know that all around us are active groups. It's getting dark. Things are not good. <clears throat> ah. Verse 11 of that of, of uh, Revelation chapter 12. I want to read this. Is how I think I should. They have overcome, conquered the devil, Satan, the age-old serpent, the deceiver of the brethren, <laughs> by means of the blood of Jesus, the Lamb. How about that? See, most of y'all have a hard time with Christianity in this controlled environment right here. You think that your toe ache is a reason for quitting the gospel. I disagree with you. Somebody took your parking spot out in the parking lot. Somebody's sitting in your chair inside this place here. They changed the color of the carpet, so you're mad. You're sick. You're a spoiled brat. And Jesus needs to jerk a knot in you. That's what, you know, that's what needs to happen. You need to understand that life is bigger than your own little petty emotions. Come on now, get a grip at what I'm telling you. There's people out there, and I'm one of them, putting their life on the line gladly. I have to tell you, emotionally, it did take a little bit for me to do this. Spiritually, I had to dig into the cross. You understand? Mentally, I had to decide I was right in covenant again. But you got to understand I'm more than a conqueror. And it's because of the blood of Jesus. It's because of the utterance of their testimony. And here's another reason. Y'all ignore this one, hoping it'll go away. But I'm going to tell you something. There's people around like me that do have the guts and the courage to look at you in the face and tell you the greatest thing you can ever accomplish is martyrdom. <laughs> Boy, you touched. You're right. I sure am. I got the Holy Ghost. And ain't no devil can take that from me. <laughs> I've buried my friends. I've buried martyrs. Good men. I don't suggest you messing with me on this issue. <laughs> it's not negotiable. The Bible says, and I believe it, they do not love and cling to life even when faced with death, holding their lives cheap till they had to die for their witnessing. How about that? Yeah, that's right. I'm one of them people. I don't sing a song and take that third part out and then give it to our young people nationwide. I rebuke it. It's wrong. Jesus is part of Christianity. You ain't deep enough to hide from it either. Amen. Jesus. 
So I took off, weeping. I mean weeping. You can see how emotionally I am right now. You should have seen it then. But I'm riding down the, down this trail. It's a horse trail. I'm at 8,000 feet. And I'm getting it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, don't you know that perfect love casts out all fear? I know you need to come up here and I'll cast a demon out of you. That's what I know. <laughs> how about that? I'm a human. I still have emotions and I apologize about it. It's not that I don't get fearful. It's what I do when they come. Because all of you are touched with your emotions in, in the different characters of life. You just can't get away from them. I, I know people preach differently than that, but they're wrong. You just, you, that's why you get confused and can't make it. Because you, you're a human. And you've got to face that and trust Jesus. And throw that flesh down as much as you can and follow the cross. Sometimes it leads you to a place you don't want to go. I did not want to go. Amen. Much as I wanted to be out there and heal that lady, I just didn't want to go. I was, I was afraid of it. It bothered me. But I got out there. I got to a trail. I stopped. Took it. Took it. Now I get on this zigzag. It's a horse trail. Zigzags like this down the mountain. Made it. Come on this ridge. It's hogback. Another zigzag. Made it down. I was probably at 7,000 feet. I'm going and going and going. Another trail split. Who knows where I'm at? Let me tell you who knows where I'm at. His name is the Great Holy Ghost. <laughs> His name is Jesus. Conqueror, the Great I Am. <laughs> the Counselor. Lover of my soul. <laughs> I ain't letting go. Cost me what it has to. I'm going to pay. Because he did. And I know I've got these people here. And I love them. I'll die for them. That's just the way I love them. But we all got an understanding. One day daddy's not coming back. That's the way it is. My house. So far I've made it back every time. <laughs> Wounded. Bleeding. But I've come back every time. Beat up. Stoned. Hurt. Whipped. Thrown in the river for dead. But I've come back. Shot. But I've come back. You see? Jesus, lover of my soul. <laughs> Holy Ghost. There's his house up there finally after 45 minutes an hour. So I thought that motorcycle, i got to find out just exactly where I'm at. I've had enough. The suspense has got me. I parked that thing, turned it off, took my goggles off, hung them on the Horns that motorcycle, walked up that hill, took my riding gloves off, stuck them in my back. Walk up there. Excuse me. I'm looking for such such village. Brother David, this is where we where you're supposed to be. I looked at that guy. It was the pastor. It was where I was going. How about that? I said, I come here. Yes, sir, we know what you come for. Come up here and have a seat. We'll give you something to drink. I don't want nothing to drink. I want out of here. I want to pray for that lady. And I'm leaving. He said, no, sir, that's not what we're going to do. He said, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. You're coming today. I said, oh, come on, Holy Ghost. You could have cut me some break here. <laughs> the Holy Ghost told me you was coming. So I've invited some people. They'll be here after a while. Now come on up and hand a shade and have a drink. I said, you don't understand. He said, I do understand. I live here every day. No problem, anyone. 
said, Covenant talk again, you see. So I walked over there at that tree. His little daughter comes out there and brings me this juice. Sidwella. Plum. I love it. So I drank it down so quick she went and got me another glass. So I took my time and sun's going to, it's starting to hide over there. Oh, no, God, no, God. Finally, the people come in. We had to go through all the protocol. I ate with them. They had a meal fixed. God told them I was coming. Told them I was coming by myself. This is something I had to do. Do you understand? Sometimes there's things you got to do. And you got to do it by yourself. It don't feel good. But you have to do it. I don't deal with feelings. I don't. The feelings don't run me. What runs me is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus on you, Hallelujah. Jesus in this house, Hallelujah. Mercy in this house, Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. <laughs> ah. So, uh, I ate with him. The lady was sitting over there. Arm was so black from death. It stunk so bad. Yeah. It was hard like this. It was a mess. They did, had it tied on one of them bandanas like I wear. And uh, I'm sure Grand Green was going to get her and infection and all that because that's all. They didn't have blood. You could see dried blood all over. It was a mess, you know, pus and such. And so pain was tremendous. She was just sitting over there in pain. And I was looking at her. Boy, I got mad about that. I didn't, I didn't like that. I mean, she's done nothing wrong. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Holy Ghost. So, I took my Bible out, prayed for him, read him a few scriptures, had a small service, grabbed her and held her. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Now, healed to you is rushed down here to the clinic Lop it all flat, and they put a plastic arm on. That's healed to you. But healed to an Indian where I live is they tie it on and wait. And then when I get there and I touch him, I get a hold of that rotten arm. I said, now that's what you're going to do, arm. You're going to come back to life in the name of Jesus. Now that's asking too much. I know that. That's asking too much. I know that. Not for God. For you. How can I even think? Why would I even put that kind of hope into somebody? It's because I've seen this done about ten times. And every time we've won. How about that? <laughs> I left them. I got on that 600. I took off. I know the trail home now, baby. You run faster back to the house. I got to that first switchback, never made it. Flipped. Oh, golly, I woke up with that 267-pound uh, 600 sitting on my chest. But because I work out, 267 pounds is under the steel I'm used to raising. So I just threw it off of me. Boom. It rolled down the hill and so did I. After I got through kicking it, 
I messed with it a little bit, got gas out of the filters and messed with it, did a little bit of work on it. whole time listening for that click. When the gun goes off safety, because I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I actually had faith for it, y'all. I'm serious, because it's a 100% chance. Plus. Because I went right in their house. I fired that thing off. I begged God for mercy. Problem was, I forgot to tell y'all, it was raining. Clay Hill. It's going to take an extra portion of talent for this one. I made it. I made it. I'm running. I, the exhilaration of riding on that hog back, dodging them trees. And then I come to that other switch back. I decided not to switch. I decided to just go straight. I mean, uh, that thing was Bruce to tell. He hit, hit on his back tire every now and then. I made it. Wow. And I just stopped on top, and I could barely see the, the lip of the sun. I, oh, I'm, I'm going to make it. I put, I fired that thing up, put it, in the, put it in the power band, first, second, third. I'm rocking. And I look up the trail, and there's these men walking toward me, two of them. So I started gearing it down, coming out of hyperspace. And they wouldn't move. I said, Con su permiso, por favor. One guy had an axe. The other guy had a machete. Odds were still in my favor. It's not enough. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, okay? What can I do for you guys? Well, we want to see your papers, I said. Could you tell me what authority's talking to me? Yeah, I'm a citizen of this country, and you're not. Now give me them papers. No, that's fine, fellas, because I wear my backpack when I'm hustling. In a hurry, I wear my backpack on the front. And so I unzipped it, got my papers out. They said, this, this is invalid. I said, no, it's not your government. No, this is not my government. So I done run into the, the other team. I said, look, such, such village, I went and prayed for the lady that y'all tried to kill. I'm not interested in messing with you. Now, you're going to let me go. I took my papers. <coughs> They let me go. I took off. But I went around, probably it was a quarter of a mile or maybe a half a mile, maybe somewhere in there. I mean, I'm flying. I'm really now, I mean, every hair on me is sticking up. I mean, the fear and the dread is tremendous. I mean, I'm on pins and needles. And I come flying up to this big log that's laying in the trail. It wasn't there a while ago. I looked down and there's my track. I went through here. Uh-oh. The bad guy. So I'm looking for him. I'm sitting there, that thing just thumping. I'm just looking. I can't see him. But a meter tall trunk, tree trunk, that's nothing. I just left over it with that boom. And when I landed, there they was. I don't know where they come from. Uh, I appreciate a good trap. And this was an awesome one. Yeah, this is a good one. They just materialized out of the dirt or something. I don't know where they come from. But it was a little bit, a dozen or a little bit over of these bad guys. And they looked exactly like you think they would. Bullets strapped on them, hanging aids, knives. They was pretty. The only problem with them is 
I don't agree with them. I'm by myself unarmed except for one thing. I got the Holy Ghost. And I don't care what you got on you. I wouldn't suggest you messing with me in these conditions. These guys grabbed me because they tough and everything. Started pounding on me. Boom. Boom. Because they like to do that because they're chickens. And so I'm sitting there. <clears throat> I'm very angry. I do apologize to you about that. I, I honestly wish I could get over these emotions. <laughs> but these guys really tacked me up. I'm leaking blood now. These are probably the same people attacked that village. I just, I just am not in the right frame of mind for this. I really realize that you would have probably done a lot better job mentally there. I probably failed that test. That's why I got caught the second time later. But this guy said, "What are you doing here?" I said, "You know what I'm doing here." So we was having, it was the captain, we was having ourselves a disagreement. And when, of course, when I'd say something they didn't like, whammy, they'd hit you, they'd think they something because there's six of them holding you in. I'm, I know I can deal with that easily, yeah, but I just didn't yet. But it was, I was going to. I, I promise you, I had formulated a plan in my mind. I'm going back to that woman. Move is all I got to say. And uh, they got these really awesome weapons. There was some pretty ones. Problem was, some of them was American-made. I did notice that. I knew some of them. And so, uh, I'm looking there, you know, and I'm watching things. And this, see, God, did I ever tell you all that God is amazing? He's that great Holy Ghost. Look, I, I don't, I'm in there deep now. There is zero way out for me. If my wife can't get ever how much money they're going to ask for, because our government will not pay. So she's got to come up with it. Well, we don't have those kind of resources, actually. If they ask for too much, I'm a dead man. And more than likely, I'm a dead man anyway, because they don't ever keep their word. Because they think we're the enemy, right? So you don't keep your word to the enemy, you hate them. That's just the way they do things. And so, I'm just, I mean, I'm tripped out. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I am tripped out. I'm gone. Now, I'm, only thing I can think of is what I used to when I was in the gangs. Self-preservation. It's going to happen. And it's going to be short-lived here in a minute. And all of a sudden, I never saw him come up, but all of a sudden this little bitty man, he ain't that big. His shirt is buttoned all the way to the top, got this littlest old derby on you've ever seen. He tapped me on the shoulder. And I looked at him and I'm just leaking, you know. And, I, and I'm just not in the right frame of mind. And I didn't care if he was an angel, but he was. I was gone, okay? <laughs> and this guy says to me, hey, uh, don't you preach the gospel? And I just, I just couldn't believe that. <laughs> uh, you, you know, yeah, yeah, I preach the gospel. Ain't you the guy that's healing all these people? No, I mean, I'm not calming down. It's escalating me more, actually. I mean, I'm really getting edgy here. Problem was, this kid walked up. He's one of these gorillas. He walked up, had this police shotgun, seven shots, 
I saw the bullets in the magazine. I, I figured my best idea was to flip these six guys, pull this guy in, and just whatever happened next happened. Okay? That was my plan. Well, that's not very spiritual. Had you been on the back of that motorcycle teaching me, I'd listen to you. Otherwise, I ain't listening. <laughs> Jesus. I realized I was off out there probably in the wrong playing field. I realized that. But I, uh, I wish I could have just sat there and leaped all over the place and just... But grace didn't come to me. Fear and madness and everything else came to me. Not mercy and peace like I've always heard. Madness and anger. <laughs> it was on me, buddy. Self-preservation gripped me. And this guy just wouldn't leave me alone. Little midget wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> I wanted to thump that guy, man. Leave me alone. He said, ain't you the guy? I said, no, I'm not the guy. His name is Jesus. And he brought me out here because of what y'all are doing. He still was. He just that didn't bother him at all. He just, hey, 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 i got to ask you something else. God. The captain was letting him talk to me, which was amazing to me. Because he was non-military, this guy. And he says to me, aren't you the guy that brings in movies? I said, you got it. I've lugged them things through these mountains for y'all. Height, carrying them at 30-pound cannon that uh, shoots that uh, video on the wall. I've lugged that thing around. Yes, I've done that. Sweated for you. For this. He looked at that captain and said, let him go, captain. I said, what? <laughs> that captain stepped back, looked at me, looked at that guy and said, Caleb, how you been? Have a nice trip. Here I'm leaking, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, tacked up probably as high as I can go without popping a few things, you know. And he says I can go now. You know, okay. All right, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, there's more drilling in me. I could have picked the whole bunch of them up, man. I, I, I just couldn't believe it. And I'm sitting there trying to fire. Now the 600 won't crank. God, I'm leaking on my 600. I'm not liking this. I'm firing it up. And then that captain walked up to me and said, Listen to me. La próxima vuelta aquí en mi país. Queremos escucharte. Traenos tu Jesucristo. I said, What? Está bien, hermano. Está bien. Next time you come to my country, we want to hear your, about your Jesus. And we was just fixing to have ourselves in trouble. But God, listen to this. God has plans for you. you got to understand that you could be wrong. Had he not intervened angelically, I would have done something wrong. But God supernaturally intervened. And by doing so, he got me an invitation back into the gorilla camps to bring Jesus to him. Isn't that something? And that's what I need to do. Isn't that right? And so, I fired that. It fired right up after that. I, I just fired up. I took off. I could just feel the penetration of that lead. I still, I, oh man. I was hitting gears. But I made a mistake. 
Y'all ready? The cliff. I forgot about the 2,000 foot climb. And I'm, I mean, I'm stoking that 600. I don't know if you know anything about a 600 or not, but you turn it on, it, it, it's instant response. 68 horses, if you ain't hanging on, it'll throw you. I mean, I'm in third gear. Hard as that thing will go. And all of a sudden, to add to all of my problems, I'm airborne. I'm going to read this to you and quit. This is it. Acts chapter 8. Jesus. Acts chapter 8. I'm quitting. But I just got to read this to you. Because what you're fixing to hear is going to take a Bible verse for you to believe it. <laughs> up to now. Up to now. You think it might be possible. Because a good rider could probably get away with what I've said so far. A good rider could probably do it. There's lots of people out there with the equal ability that I've got. Few compared to the population, but a lot of people. Jesus. But what happens next? You can't do without Jesus. Jesus. Because I made a bad mistake. And my anger... Emotions, the ball that was in me, knowing that God's deliverance had just taken place and trying to come back spiritual camp because, I mean, the emotions are just too far gone. I punched that motorcycle up too far, and we flew. Literally. Literally. We was in the air. Now, Philip, Acts chapter 8. He's on the road. He's walking down the road, and his chariot comes up to him, verse 38, and he ordered the chariot to stop. Both Philip and the eunuch went down in the water cause, and Philip baptized him because he had led him to the Lord Jesus. Then, verse 39 comes along. And when they came up out of the water, what happened? Wow. What did he do with him? He took him from one spot and put him in another spot. <laughs> Didn't he? Is that what your Bible says? Okay. Good. That's what mine says. And when they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly caught away Philip. And the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. And Philip was found in Isotis. Because he had to preach the gospel there. Jesus. You have now met a person. I was not in the right frame of mind mentally. I was emotionally out of bounds. I was. I admit it to you. How about that? Honesty. Wow. Something new God wants to do. In preachers. <laughs> Uh-oh. I took off that cliff, but me, 200 pounds, motorcycle, 267, backpack, 20, 25 pounds, give or take a little bit. 500 pounds. Did not fall. We flew. When I came out 
of the darkness, which I don't know what it's all about, why we have to black out to fly, but <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't have an answer for you. But when I got on it, when I came, when all of a sudden I realized, I came back to my senses on that bike, I'm riding up on the guys that are waiting on me in that town. I'm eight miles from mountaintop to the town. I missed the, the gorilla line. I missed the army line. I missed everybody. I went over. Jesus took me through the air and set me down over there with my friends. How about that? And that's something. And you expect me to calm down. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't come to your level. I, I, your level is not the right level for me. My level is Jesus. Wherever that's at, that's where i got to be. It's Jesus. All right? Now, y'all put y'all's Bibles up while I read this to you. The lady that I went to pray for. Three days after prayer was made, the pus and the goo stopped. Two more days after that, a flesh-colored line started down her wrist, down her uh, forearm. Went straight out to the end of her middle finger. She has a 100% use of her hand. There's a line around her arm proves it was lopped off. How about that? Jesus. just want to read this to you while you're putting your Bibles up. John 3 and verse 16. For God so greatly loved. <laughs> oh, man. And dearly prized the world that He even gave up His only begotten unique Son. <laughs> So I haven't paid nothing. But I will. Stand up and let's pray together, will you? <laughs> Holy Ghost. I told you it was going to be serious, didn't I? Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lee. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, Holy Ghost. Glory Katane. Could y'all worship God with me, please, just for a minute? Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Healing, God, tonight. Freedom, God, tonight. Jesus, God, tonight. Holy fire, in Jesus' name. 